Well, good morning. Are you happy this morning? In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy at his right hand. Pleasures forevermore. Aren't you glad that that works every time you try it? You know, every time you, you, you turn your face. You know, we, we, uh, I, I encourage you to come out next week. Um, you know, I, I'm so glad y'all are here right now. And stick around afterwards. Let's have some fellowship afterwards. But the thing about Super Bowl is it kind of forces us to be together for a while. You know, it's like... <laughs> And, and I've actually found myself more interested in this than I thought I was going to be this year because um, it's got a couple players there that I'm interested in. Tom Brady and, uh, oh, what's his name? It, don't you like it? I, I forgot his name. Uh, Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes. And uh, um, uh, I kind of like it that I forgot his name because um, <laughs> he is such an athlete. But uh, there, there, there's something that both of these guys have that I think I think is interesting to watch, and, and uh, it's something I, I I was I was just thinking about this today, actually before the service. But 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 I was thinking about it this way. You know, there, there there's uh, you you can tell an athlete that's confident when he's not he's he's not fixated upon his opponent. You know what I mean? I mean. Um, Steph Curry's like that too. It's like, it's like you might as well not even be here because I'm going to win. You know? Mahomes has that idea. It's like, he, he, you know, he's, he's just got this arrogance about him that he, he knows he's going to win. He's probably known that since he was a little kid. He knows who he is and he knows that you're nothing against him. And I was thinking about that, you know. So much of the time, you know, we were singing about mountains. A couple of our songs today, you know, it's mountains. They're gonna, they're gonna go. They're gonna, they're gonna depart. But um, it, 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 it requires there, there being this attitude in us where we're not fixated on the enemy. You know, I encourage you. Let's don't rehearse what the enemy's doing in your life. He's a nobody. Let's start thinking about who you are. And how much of a winner you are. Amen? Because that's, that's where you make the plays that need to be played, made, you know? It's, it's amazing to me how they, they, can, they can rear back and hit somebody on a dead run, you know, 50 yards down the field. It's like, wow, that's amazing. But, you know, if there's any doubts at all, that's shaking and they just can't do it. If they're just wondering what, hope, I just hope, sometimes they hope, you know, and they just get lucky. But, but these guys are amazing. Tom Brady too. I mean, it's just, wow, they're consistent with this. It's because they're not fixated upon their enemy. They are so confident in who they are. So thank you for being here today. If, this, if you're a guest this morning, and uh, we, we're just so thankful that you came here today because we believe that there's an opportunity for you to be affected in the presence of God. And that's why we're here, to magnify God, to exalt him, and to open up our hearts to be affected by him. Now, he's an almighty God, whether we acknowledge it or not. But we come together to acknowledge that and allow him to, to make a difference in our life. I'd like to just show, uh, show something here, because I, I, I want to encourage all the guys. You know, when, when we get born into the kingdom of God, we're born into a potential. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. And life, abundant life is not meant to be le uh, lived alone. We, we, we flourish when we connect with the body. 
because we have something to give. And, and you are most fulfilled when you're giving what you have to give. And most of the time, that's just in a relationship with somebody. And I know sometimes there's different personalities. Man, we have some people here that are just, I mean, they, they're just gregarious. You know, they're, they're, that's how they are. And then there are some people, I tend to be this way naturally. Is you know, I can go sit in my room all by myself, play the guitar all the time. It's like, you know. Um, but we are meant to care about each other and to be, have a relationship with each other, Right? And so we endeavor here, and we, and we have opportunities for you guys, all of you, to get connected. Get connected and allow God to fulfill you in your life by being connected. We're not just trying to, to build something here for our own glory. No. We want God to be glorified, and it requires us getting connected. You have to humble yourself and do that sometimes. Say, I need this. Right. So anyway, the guys, we started this. It's killing kryptonite. And man, it is good, isn't it? Isn't it, JT? It's, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. And what is it? What it's challenging you in is that in Christ, there's nothing that's impossible to you. It's almost like being super Superman. Right. Um, but there's things in your life that can kill it, that can kill that power. And so it's up to us to kill those things that are disabling our power. Right. Any kind of kryptonite. So let me, let me I like this video. It's, it's really cool. So, so can we in, enjoy this video here real quick? All right. Say yes and amen. All right. Faster than a speeding bullet. All right. You can crank it up a little bit. Yeah. Bending steel with his bare hands. Superman. What if we are more like him than we realize? Think about it. Superman draws his strength from the sun. We draw our strength from Jesus Christ. The sun. Superman is not from this world. As a child of God, we are not of this world. Superman possesses supernatural powers. We are supernaturally empowered. But hold up. One thing had the power to stop Superman, bringing the previously invincible down to his knees. Kryptonite. Is it true? Like Superman, our strength is being robbed. Neutralizing our power and making us weak. Can it be kryptonite has invaded our lives? Taking root. Could it be? Pretty cool, huh? All right, so come and learn how to be the Superman that you have been made to be in Christ. Amen. Uh, and, and there's an opportunity for, there, there's a video that's about uh, 20, 25 minutes long. John Bevere. Very well done, and it, it's going to be an opportunity for us to grow. I just speak this over our, our men in this, in this body, that we are pillars, that we are strong in the Lord, in the power of his might, and we are going to take our place in greater and greater measure, and our church is going to be able to fulfill God's plan for it. I believe that God designed and, and called us together. I just want to say that real quick, too. I, I am amazed at who God has called to this body. We have such excellent people. And, um, and so that you know that if you do connect, that you're an excellent person because God has called you. 
right? Okay. <laughs> so we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, and I, I just want to wrap this up this week, make this kind of a mini series, I guess you could say it is, about overcoming. Because, you know, we have a lot of things coming up in this next year that we don't know about. Sometimes we'd say, if I just knew about something, I could take care of it. But sometimes we don't need to know as much as we need to go ahead and, and take care of things that we do know to take care of. And so for, uh, I, I want to talk today, um, I want to talk about overcoming again, and, and there's an aspect of, that I want to go to today that has to do with an opponent and the need for strength. And so uh, if you're going to overcome something in your life, there's going to be a need for you to have a superior strength than what it has. Kind of a no-brainer, right? But I mean, football teams, I mean, that's what they're all, they got these gigantic guys. I mean, they're not just strong. They're, they have a lot of poundage going around that strength, right? Because when they hit you, they don't want to just hit you with strength. They want to hit you with, you know, uh, what is it, velocity? What is velocity? There's, a, there's, you know, formulas for that. You know, where you got mass that's going at a certain, it's not going to stop, right? Because, and, 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 and that's what is in place. Now, uh, what kind of what I want to get to today is there's more than one strength that you have to come over, overcome in different areas. So, um, and I'd like to look at it this way: there, there's a physical strength, but then there's a mental strength too, right? There's actually a financial strength, right? So there's more than one kind of a, of a strength that is required to overcome. So I had this example, and I think maybe we can use this as we go through this this morning. Um, back in the 60s, uh, Ford Auto Company was known to just make, you know, get around cars, you know, and get you there. Maybe trucks, cool trucks, but, you know, nothing to win any races with, not any real races. And there was, a, there was a foreign Italian company named Ferrari that dominated. And there was a race in France called the Le Mans, right? You guys are familiar with I could just turn this over to Michael for a little while here. <laughs> so I believe the, the way the story went was the, the, uh, it was Iacocca, the, the owner of Ford, right? He was wanting to actually buy Ferrari, and because Ferrari would not let him buy them, uh, he was challenged by that. He said, okay, well, you're not going to let me overtake, uh, own you. I'm going to beat you. And so they tried to beat Ferrari, I think it was in 1964, maybe 1963, and they failed. So the challenge for them was... To win a race with, with a car, there's more than one thing you have to be strong at. You can't just take your old rattle trap and put a big engine in it. You know? You might have a more powerful engine, but man, there's a lot more that goes into it. You have to have some strength in the design. The little parts, you know, that, that, that move at certain speeds. And, and I mean, there's some technical stuff that you have to be strong at. And you can't just think you got it because you already got it. No, you have, you have to be desperate to get it. 
And to do that, you're going to have to get somebody in place that's going to make that happen. Now, partly what I want to get to today is there's a physical strength. It has to be strong enough. It has to be powerful. You, you have to be able to go faster in the natural. And it has to be designed in such a way. It has to be maintained. You know how much maintenance goes on in the middle of a race? They change the tires. They put gas in. I don't know if they change the oil. I don't know. Better not change the oil, probably. Um, but there's a lot of things going on. I, they might change the windshield wipers if you're into weather. I don't know. Uh, you know, they're, they're, but, but you don't, you can't just let it go. You got to take care of it because that machine that's, that's built with precision for speed, it had, has no allowances for things to be out of place, Right? But there's another aspect. You can have the best designed vehicle. And I think Ford ended up making one with the Shelby, right? They had Carroll Shelby. He was a, he was a designer. He was, a, he was a, a builder of cars. And they said it was kind of interesting about him. He, he wasn't just a, a geek. He was actually kind of flamboyant. He had a spirit about him. Kind of like a Mahomes spirit, you know? <laughs> Or a Tom Brady kind of a spirit. You know, it's kind of like, we're going to beat you just because I'm showing up, you know? So here's what I see in this, is you can have the best designed car, and he did that. He designed the car. He made the car. It was wonderful. But the best designed car will not finish a race without a driver and without fuel. There's something outside of that car that's going to have to be received and have an input on a continual basis if it's actually going to overcome, if it's going to be strong. So the strength can't just be in the design. It just can't be in the power. It has to be in a continual input from a driver, a direction, and from an a energy source. Can we, can we go with this today? It might not be the best analogy, but man, there's some stuff here we're going to get and it's going to be good for you. Are, are you excited? Let's just plan on being affected today, okay? <laughs> it's already changing me. Praise God. Um, by the way, how many have been speaking over yourself, telling, you, telling yourself who you are in Christ this week? Amen? And, and, and we'll just review that just a little bit here. But where there is greater strength, the opposition is overcome. Now, Jesus goes to this, and this is a wonderful example he gives. He says, in fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. You're going to have to overcome. You're going to have to have a superior strength over your enemy if you're going to dominate him. Now, I know this, this example might be, you know, have some other relevance. But in this case, I'm looking at it like this. If, if I've got an opposition, I'm going to have to make sure. How many have any opposition going on in your life? I guarantee you, you're going to have some going on this year. You know why? Because I'm just speaking what Jesus said. You're going to have some opposition, right? How do you overcome that? You don't look at the opposition. You don't get in. You don't say, oh, what are we going to do about how, what strategies are we going to have to have against the opposition? Now, you might get some wisdom for that at some point, but you better be looking at your team. 
You better be looking at what is your strength like? Oh, what is, I was thinking of a verse that says, if, you're, if your faith fails in the day of adversity, you're, it was weak. It was weak. So where do we need to be focused right now? And you know, there's so much going on in, on, on in our world right now that we can just get taken up with, can't we? And, and, and there's a lot of spiritual people that are trying to give us direction. And we have a whole bunch of direction right from the word of God that we can go with right now. And, and uh, we have direction from the Spirit of God, too. Amen? We hear his voice, don't we? So, Jesus said this. He said, if you're going to overcome, your strength is going to have to be greater than the other strength. Oh, man, this is good. Are you excited as I am? You're getting there, aren't you? You're getting excited, aren't you? With immersion in a life dedicated to holiness... There is preparation for power. And we've kind of been on this road in the last couple of weeks. We started off with the seven churches in Revelation about how they were, they were, they thought they were doing what was right, but there was a need for repentance. There was a need for adjustment. There was a need for something in order for them to overcome. And, and this always happens. There's, a, there's a, a, a baptism in this that I want us to see. And this is part of what happens with killing kryptonite is there's a necessity for a complete immersion in consecration to God. And this is kind of what I'm seeing. We're at the end of our fast right now, and I've been enjoying this. I'm, you know, I believe that we all have a ways to go with getting completely consecrated unto God, and we have to be desperate for that continually. Amen? But I love it every time I can, I can see some change. I can see, God, I, this stuff's burning off of me, and I'm asking you for more of it. I want to be holy before you. I want to be enabled. But we see here, there's, a, there, there's, there's this passage that I saw in a little bit different light that was talking about John. Did you know John had a baptism? And it's a baptism that most of the time when we're born again, we get baptized in this way. And what it is, it's a baptism of consecration unto God. And it's a very, very wonderful thing. It's a declaration. It's like I'm drawing a line in the sand. Every part, why, do we, why are we immersed? Why do we believe in going deep into the water? It's so that every part of our being, every part of our being, we're saying, God, you're touching me in every part of my being, and I am yours completely. Now, we're going to... Who started this, this thing? It was John the Baptist. When he, he's, the bapt, he's the baptizer, the Baptist, you know. He's the Baptist dude, right? <laughs> and it's, it seemed kind of like a random, it could seem like kind of a random thing. He got called out into the wilderness to preach repentance. For what reason? And this is going to be very powerful for us today, Okay. A voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. What happens in our consecration is a preparation. It's not the end. And here's, I think, where we can, be, we, can, we can fail is if we feel like that's the end. It's just the preparation, okay? Every valley shall be filled up. What does that sound like? 
A problem is being cared for. Something is being overcome, right? Every mountain and hill made low again. The crooked roads shall become straight again. Overcoming, right? The rough ways smooth again. And all people will see God's salvation. This is not just you getting separated unto God. This is a release of God's power to overcome. Amen? Can we go with this today? Can you hang with me? This will be good. So there's this necessity of being set apart unto God to being consecrated unto, unto God. And it's an experience of an amazing work of redemption that God makes us a new creation in him. We lay hold upon that. We say, if God, you said that I'm something, I'm holding on to that. But you know what? There's more. <laughs> it keeps going. Can we see this? All right. Second Chronicles 16, 9. So here's what happens. This is why it's holiness is so necessary, not just so that you become somebody better than somebody else. No, you're getting yourself in position before God so that this almighty God that's the creator of the universe and, and everything's possible to him, he's enabled to fulfill his purpose of that power through us. Amen? So he's looking around for somebody that's been baptized it's not just a religious ritual. You know, it's almost something where we can say, baptize me again today, Lord God. I, I, I don't need to go under the water. I'm going under your blood right now. Just, just wash me. Just clean me. Make me pure. You know, this is it. Uh, you know, I think America especially, there's such a, a tendency to try to just be familiar with the world and try to, to not really be completely sold out. In the time of Jesus, there was no option. <laughs> In the world today, it could get to that place. You know, according to scripture. To where, you, if you're a Christian, you're going to make some serious choices. I want to make serious choices right now. Amen? I want to be consecrated unto God. Because there's more. How many want the power of God at work in your life? You want to see... The New Testament is people raised from the dead. They're walking down the street and people line sick people up so that their shadow can heal them. This is not just a, for that time, it's not, we don't just make an excuse for why we're not experiencing it today because it was for that time. God hasn't changed. His power hasn't reduced. It still requires consecration unto him because God, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth. In order to do what? Cause those hearts to be empowered bigger than any of their enemies. Can we see it that way? But whose hearts? Only those who are fully committed to him. Now, <laughs> there's, there, there's no limit to this fully committed to him thing. You know, we can, we can put our own definition on that and, you know, kind of try to make it friendly. You know, God's a holy God. The only reason we're in his presence at all is because of the blood of Jesus. And because we've repented. 
There is no approaching the presence of God without repentance, without turning away. Okay? Is this too hard? This isn't too hard, is it? Actually, it's liberating, and we'll, we'll see what this is, okay? There, the eyes are those who are fully committed to him. He's going to do what? He's going to empower them. Can you see this connection? We've been made to be a new creation in Christ. Carol Shelby has designed our, our frame, our engine, our parts. It's perfect. It can win any race. But we need more. Amen? It takes the car, but it needs more. It's only prepared to run. It's not running yet. It needs more. Can you see this? I think it's good. It says, what a fool you have been. From now on, you will be at war. I, uh, let's, let's just keep going here, all right? With acceptance of God's word, there's activation of his power. So here, here, here we, we, we looked at this last week. There's, when, when you look in the word of God, when God speaks something to your heart about his design of you. About this creation he's, been, he's made you to be. And you accept it. Put it in your mouth and say that's who I am. There's another release of power. Now you know how to turn the key on. You know where the gas pedal is. Right? Now you know how to get it in motion. Right? And I, I thought this was just amazing. For with God nothing is impossible. Remember this is the angel talking to Mary. And he says this amazing thing to her. With God, all things are possible. That sounds like unlimited power, doesn't it? Unlimited power. And, and what is her response? Behold, I am yours completely. It's almost like she's baptized before this presentation. She says, behold, here I am. Let it be to me according to what you have said. Can you see how precious that is? Isn't that wonderful? Okay. You have to believe in the design. You have to believe in the, in the parts. Right? Before you're ever going to get on the road. You have to believe in this, don't you? Say, that's mine. So you might have to go find out about it. I get in the most trouble when I try to start using something without the manual. I've got this software. It's audio recording software. That stuff is so deep. It's so, and there's actually like a, you know, a, what do you call it, cast, you know, where, where they can show you how to do more things. In it. And I mean, it, it's got all, it's got virtual instruments in it. You know, you can, you can fix, you can fix, fix pitches. You can auto fix pitches. You can, uh, Actually, it's kind of cool. Sometimes I haven't been able to reach a note, you know, so I'll sing it an octave lower and then just transpose it. It'll take audio waves and transpose them and stuff. I mean, it, it's just really cool. And that's, that's just the stuff that I know. I mean, it's, it's way deeper than that. But, you know, if you get on that thing and you don't know anything at all, you turn it off because you don't know a clue. Same thing about being in Christ. You know? You got to find out. You got to hang out with somebody that's telling you how it works. You got to listen to that for a while. 
You have to be amazed at it. You have to apply it. I find, you know, as Hunter, I was talking to Hunter, said, man, man, some of the, some of the stuff, you don't need to know everything. When you're trying to know something, you go find out about it. We have Google now, you know. Google's not our best friend, but, but he'll, he'll, he might show us a thing or two, you know, if we go looking for something, right? You can even look for things from the Word of God. We have the internet now. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't know something, find out. <laughs> and when you're oppressed by something, go find out what the answer is. There's a way in the Word all the time. Amen. So as a new creation, the identity, we've been given an identity of an overcomer. We looked at this last week. First John 5, 4, if you are a child of God, if you said, Jesus, be my Lord, and God becomes your father, you are a Shelby Ford, right? You've been designed. You have been manufactured. You have been created to be an overcomer, Right? And the victorious principle which has overcome the world is our faith. So there's a principle, and we looked at this last week, how who you are in Christ, who God has said that you are, when you get to where you do not let go of that, that is faith. Something I've already got. Here's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to make you think that you still have to get something. That's not faith. That's, that's wish. It's not even really hope. It's not faith. Faith is I've already been changed. I'm already a new creation. I'm already there. Amen? You know how much power is in that? It'll overcome the world. But we're going to see it's not on its own. We need some more. Okay? Can we? Can you hang in there with me? Does that sound like blasphemy? No? <laughs> okay. So, But we've, get, we've been given a promise, and Jesus knew this. Jesus said... Uh, there's going to be a baptism that John has because of, because of me. It's going, you're going to be enabled to be completely consecrated to me because you're going to become a new creation. You're going to be born of God. Amen? But there's something else. It's kind of like that car. There's something else that you need to not just be inside of you. It's not just you, but what comes on you. You get a driver. You get some fuel. Amen. And you know the thing about fuel. You can't have a little bit of dust in your fuel, can you? You can't have a little bit of something that's not right. Amen. It needs to be pure. So this is why our promise from Jesus was you will get power. Now, who was he talking to? People that were already Shelby Fords. Right? Now, when, when, he, when Jesus is talking to him, I mean, he's already been to the cross, hasn't he? The work of redemption's already been done. They're already, because they've made him their Lord, Shelby Fords. If you want to become a Shelby Ford, make Jesus Christ your Lord. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Maybe you can remember that, okay? <laughs> no. But, but, but we have. We've been made with, with no reason to not win. Amen? And, and, but Jesus said, 
He knew that there was a necessity for it to not just be the design, but for them to have a helper, a driver, a source of power. Amen? And he said, but you will receive. Now, this is a very critical part of this that we want to get to today is there's a necessity of reception. It's not enough to just have power available. It has to be received, doesn't it? Amen. You don't drive up to the, it's like the town I grew up in, you know, we had full service and I never even paid for anything because they knew who I was and my dad had an account and all I did was drive up and if I'd have had a phone, I'd have been on the phone the whole time while they're doing, you know, they're cleaning my window and, and uh, uh, filling up my tank and checking my oil and all that kind of stuff. And I did, and I just drove off and, and that was it. But what if I drove up and I said, ah, I don't need anything today. I don't need any fuel. I'm fixing to run out up here and I really don't care. You know? <laughs> no, the Holy Spirit's here. He's available, but we have to receive him. We have to say, take care of me. I need the power that you provide for me. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit now, there's, there's an indication right here that this is not just any spirit that you can just play with however you want and get the power that he's there to give you. That's why there is this baptism of John that makes you consecrated unto God. And you say, God, I'm completely here. And he says, okay, I have a Holy Spirit that only works in completely consecrated vessels. You will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the world, uh, to the ends of the earth. You know what is, is, <laughs> is so necessary in a witness of Christ to him, for him to have victory over everything the enemy is going to bring against him. You know, people that are sick have a really hard time sharing Christ. Now, they, they, they can but when you are so consumed about what you're going through, it's hard to be liberated to be a witness. When you are overcome by a financial oppression, I'm not saying that, that you're not going through one. I'm saying you're overcome by one. You don't have to be overcome by anything that you're going through. Amen? But when you're overcome by that, you're not going to be a witness because you're going to be beaten by the one that you're proclaiming to be the winner over what you're getting beat by. Did you follow that? I think I said it right. <laughs> you know what I mean? The enemy wants to come against all of us. And whenever we're, we're like I said at the beginning, is when we're acknowledging the enemy and he's such a big thing and he's overcoming us and we're telling other people about it, we're posting this, we're posting that about how much I'm getting beaten up by the enemy. What are we going to testify about? Why do we need power to be a witness? Because there's going to be opposition to you in your life. And you have to be an overcomer. You're already the Shelby car. You can already win, but you're going to have to overcome that. And so Jesus said, I understand that, that you, it's not going to be enough for you just to be created in my image. You're going to need to have power so that you can actually get out on the road and win. Okay. Is this good? I'm telling you, it's, it's gooder than you're ever going to completely absorb today, okay? So you're just going to have to keep soaking it in, all right? 
It was the Holy Spirit that empowered him to overcome. Fasting and temptation. So look at, look at this. Jesus, you would think, well, Jesus, he's the son of God. He's just going to win because he's the son of God, you know. He's just Mahomes. But no, even Jesus needed the power of the Holy Spirit. And I saw this in a little bit different light. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. Why was he full of the Holy Spirit? Because he received it. He hung out with his father. He received of the power of the Holy Spirit. And it wasn't just something that he said, I've already got it. No, he was full of it. Now we're going to see, we're going to look at this word full in just a second. He left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Sometimes, remember, Paul was led by the Spirit where? To Rome. And people were warning, spiritual people were warning him all along the way saying, you're going to be put in chains, you're going to be, and he said, but, but the Spirit is leading me. And the only way I really overcome is by going even when there's persecution that's in front of me. So what was his focus during that time? If, if he would have been fixated upon the prophecies of his persecution, he would have stayed home. His Shelby would have stayed in the garage. But his power was coming from a different place. And so I'm going to be led by the Spirit no matter what somebody else is saying. Amen? Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. Okay. 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And at the end of them, he was hungry. And we went into the temptations last week. But what I wanted to see is sometimes we just, we just kind of can brush that off. Jesus full of the Holy Spirit. He was full of the Holy Spirit for 40 days. That's where his power came from. That's where his strength came from. If Jesus required the Holy Spirit for his power. Amen. See where I'm going? All right. I want to look at this word full, though, because sometimes we say, I have everything I need already inside of me. I've already been designed a Shelby. That's all I need. And I want us just to be aware that there's a need for an outside influence. There's a need. There's a need in all of us for a reception. Now, it's it's. The one inside of us is the same one that's outside of us. But let's just don't put God in a box and say, this is all you can be because this is all I can see. Because we see so many examples of this, don't we? Are we seeing this now? There's a need for something beyond me just being in Christ. There's a need for power. If I'm going to overcome, I have to be superior. All right. So this word full Play race, I think is, is how it's pronounced, but Thayer's definition says full, filled up, as opposed to empty, of hollow vessels, and then it also says of a surface covered in every part, of the soul thoroughly permeated with full, complete, lacking nothing, perfect. So what I'm seeing here is this is an outside influence that's being received, Fill me up, right? Cover me up. Touch me on every part of my being. Baptize me. Amen? Now, Paul refers to this. He says, this needs to be continually going on. Be continually reception. Right? 
I had a problem for a few years. I, I felt like I was saving money if I, if I waited till I was almost out of gas all the time. Um, and after a few times of my wife having to come pick me up, I decided the top half of the, paint, uh, of the tank can be filled just as well as the bottom half. <laughs> In fact, for some reason, it seemed like when you did it that way, you got more mileage. I don't think you do, but it seemed like it. Repentance precedes empowerment. We have to have a vessel that's holy unto him. We have to have a vessel of honor, don't we? Unto God. This is necessary. If we want power, if we want to overcome in this year, man, we have to get completely consecrated unto God. But we don't, here's the deception you can say, well, I've been consecrated unto God and I still feel powerless. Have you ever been there? In fact, I'll, I'll guarantee you, you know, and I preached on this on Wednesday, especially in the times like fasting times, you can be, a, you can be challenged in your flesh the most because there, there's a weakness in your flesh. You can be most susceptible to offense. And you can say, where's this coming from? I thought I was consecrating myself unto God because you need something else. You need some more power. It's not just you in your flesh doing something. It's not by might. It's not by power. I'll let you take it and find out where I'm going with this. Okay. All right. Repentance precedes empowerment, but does not replace it. Amen. So there's a lot of times we can, we can just preach holiness. Holiness is not going to be enough. It's essential. You can't drive out of the driveway without holiness. But you need to have a driver. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then, huh, so something else happens. Then you will receive what? The gift of the Holy Spirit. What's a gift? That's something you can either take or, or leave, right? You don't, have to, you don't have to do anything. How many gifts have you ever... Sometimes I, I get a gift and I just put it in my, in my drawer because of who gave it to me. And I, it's a sentimental gift. And they meant for me to use it, but I don't really have a use for it. So I keep it, but I don't ever really do anything. Can you see the correlation here? Man, we've been given the Holy Spirit. He's the power that will enable us to overcome. And we can say, that's okay. I'm already a new creation in Christ. I'm already a Shelby. That's all I need to be. And I sure am mad at this person. And I sure am wondering why I'm not, you know, financially secure. And I'm sure, but it's okay. I don't need that gift. I'll just put it in the drawer. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'll keep it safe somewhere. What did he say? You get baptized and then, you know, in the New Testament, it was the, it was the next thing. Oh, you didn't know about this? Oh, this is where you get your power. Right? This is where you overcome. This is where who you are actually gets to be what it's been designed to be. Okay? Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. 
He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. It was necessary. You know, I thought about this way. Jesus went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, didn't he? I mean, doing powerful things, except where? In his own town where people were not prepared for him. John went around preparing hearts that they would be open to actually believe. There's a reason why Jesus was able to do what he did. There's a reason why Jesus is going to be able to do things in our midst is when we have that same kind of heart of repentance unto God, right? But that's not enough. We need more, don't we? On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul placed his hands on them, then what happened? Then they got a driver. Then they got some, what do they call that fuel that's like they use in race cars? Um, yeah, but isn't there like jet fuel or something like that? that nitro, right? And that, what? Nitrous oxide? Yeah, isn't that what they use in some of those movies, you know, where they, they hit the button and, you know, it goes. <laughs> when Paul placed his hands on them, what kind of spirit? Holy Spirit. That means it's going to be received by an honorable vessel. Are you good with me? And they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Where I want to go today is for us to desire power. Desire to be able to overcome. To desire the reception of whatever God has for us. To have a merry attitude. You've declared it. I accept it. It's mine. Amen? Okay. Let me keep going here real quick. So with new life, there's unrestrained power. And this is something that I, I want to, to emphasize. Is it is actually possible to grieve the Holy Spirit. We've been made a new creation. Amazing grace has come and enabled us to advance into the Holy of Holies. Does it enable us to go there with all of our sins and all of our problems? No, it prepares us to go there by cleaning all those things and making it so we don't have to purposefully remain in an unclean state anymore. Amen? So Ephesians 4, and I don't, I'm not going to read this whole passage, but man, there's a whole string of this is how you act and this is how you don't act as a Christian. It's not the law, but it's God's heart. It's God's expectation of holiness. He says, you be holy because I'm holy. Okay. That's what I'm up for. I'm going to be baptized into holiness. Amen? Why? Because the power source is going to need me to be maintained right in order for him to be able to function as he will. We can't just assume that the Holy Spirit's going to be powerful in our life because we're declaring some scripture we found. And it's coming from a, an, an earthen vessel that's, that's not honorable unto God. Doesn't even recognize God's holiness. You see what I'm saying? There's a potential, and I encourage you to read this passage. 
It talks about stuff that will touch, touch every part of our life. And we need, and when we ask God, he will help us to see areas in our life. Most of the times, we're not even aware. We just think we have the right to, to act in some way. We don't realize when we are doing this, and again, I'm, I'm not just coming against things. I'm saying, here's the potential. There's potential for power that you don't just drive a Shelby with low-grade fuel in it, right? I don't know all about fuel, but I, I know for certain engines, it has to be a certain octane or it's just not going to run, right? You can't just use any tires on it. Things need to be cleaned just to be able to see. <laughs> you need to clean off the windshield or else you're going to drive in the ditch. <laughs> we can. So what happens when we grieve the Holy Spirit, even though he's there with full power to be able to do things beyond our imagination? He is restrained from it. He's kept from that. One more verse with regard to that. You can say, well, now God's just going to do it. You know, sometimes we say, if God wanted to do this, he's able to do it. Why doesn't he do it? And we put all the blame on God. And he said, I've already done it in Christ. Right? In fact, the power's available. Why don't you even see me as a holy God worthy of your complete consecration? That's the question God would come back at us with. Why do I hear doubt and unbelief coming out of your mouth? I've given you the word of faith. It's nigh you. It's even in your mouth. If you'll just proclaim what I've said. Amen? 1 Thessalonians 5.19. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. So there's this power available. You can stifle it. Read this passage some more. I'm just pulling out a couple parts of it here. But this goes into some very similar kind of stuff. It's like consecration unto God and becoming a, a, a Shelby that actually runs and wins a race requires acknowledging God's holiness for your life and saying that's who I'm going to be, okay? So do not stifle the Holy Spirit. And then down a few verses. May God himself, and this is what I love, when we submit ourselves unto God and say, God, help me with this. I can't do it myself, Right? The God of peace sanctify you through and through. Don't you like that? Every part of your being. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. You know, we like to sing songs about faithfulness because we want God to do stuff in our life. We say, God, get with it. Go for it. You're the faithful God. Get with it now. And God, he's, he wants us to become faithful says, if you'll become faithful, then I can pour my power through you. I'll no longer become restrained. Do you, do you realize, if we could hear the Holy Spirit this morning going, <laughs> let me loose, let me loose. <laughs> Does this make sense? Anointing overpowers every opposition. Isaiah 10, 27. It shall come to pass in that day. That his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Now, the Holy Spirit is referred to as an oil throughout scripture. That there's an anointing. What is an anointing? That's something that you take on yourself that's going to heal you, going to enable you in power and strength. 
It's something that you don't already have on the inside. It's something that you're anointed with. It comes upon you, right? Remember when Jesus, right before, uh, he, he got up in, in, in the temple and he said, um, the spirit of the Lord, where is it? It's upon me. There was a declaration of that, of reception in itself. He said, I receive of the spirit of the Lord for the, oh, how's it go? The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has what? Anointed me, right? That, that means it, it, he's, he's anointed me. Do you know what Christ is? The word Christ is the anointed one, isn't it? That's the one enabled in power. With the Holy Spirit, and what is that? What does He go on to say in that? To bring deliverance, to bring healing, to bring overcoming power for anything that stands in my way, to where I'm not fixated upon it like something that won't go away. It's a mountain that must go to the sea when I speak to it. Amen. It gets low when I get around. Amen. <laughs> what is that? That's an anointing. What is it about this anointing, though? It has to be received. You have to let, you know, <laughs> Carol Shelby could have said, no, I'm driving this car. But you know what? He came up with somebody. He was a, a British guy. I think he was kind of an unruly guy that maybe people didn't like too much. But he was a driver. There was a need for there to be the right person in control. Amen? And we've been given an anointing in Christ. And you know that God anointed Jesus. So we, we saw, first of all, the promise of Jesus. He said, and you'll receive power after the uh, after the, uh, Holy Spirit comes upon you, right? And you go down a fir, uh, to, to the 10th chapter and says, and you know, and Paul's talking about this. He's, he's given the testimony of Christ. He says, you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How did it come? came from a reception of anointing. Why was it so powerful in Christ? Because Jesus was completely set apart unto God, wasn't he? Why was his perfection so important? His resistance of sin so important? Because it enabled the power in unlimited measure, right? But we, we are Christians. We're anointed ones. God wants to empower us with his anointing. We have to receive it. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. He wasn't just in him. He was with him. We need God to be with us. Amen? Anointing us. There's an anointing that will break every yoke of bondage. That's overcoming power, isn't it? Amen? Acts 18 or 8:17. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they did what? They received the Holy Spirit. Acts 10:47. Can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? Isn't this interesting? These people hadn't even been baptized in water yet, and they were already receiving. The power of the Holy Spirit. Because their hearts had already been prepared. Consecrated unto God. They hadn't gone through a religious representation of that. But they were already receiving of God's power. I want to encourage. Can we stand up here this morning? I want us to end with this. I want to 
I want to encourage you, wherever you're at in your life, I, there will be evidence of, of this when you receive. There will be a change of what's coming out of your mouth. But I don't want you to get hung up on, on what, what's coming out of your mouth right now. I want you to get hung up on the power of God. What I want us to do right now is say, God, I am consecrated unto you right now. I present my body a living sacrifice before you. Consume anything that would not be yours, would not be holy. Purify me. Make me right in you. Can you see this? This is a necessity. We are going, you cannot help but overcome when you're a Shelby with the Spirit of God. Amen? You cannot help, but there needs to be, and I encourage you, let's let there be this cry unto God. Fall on me. Fall on me. Overwhelm me, Holy Spirit. Can we do that? I'd like us to just end. We got a song that we're going to sing, and it just says, anointing, fall on me. Let the power of the Holy Spirit fall on me. Anointing. Fall on me. Can, can we make this our hearts cry on a continual basis? It's not enough to just, it's not enough to just be consecrated unto God. We have to be longing for the Holy Spirit to become familiar with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And then we need to take our car out for a drive with the Holy Spirit behind the wheel. Amen? Can we do that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anointing.